0: Hi, I'm Monica Malhotra, and
1: I'm the founder of The Gaggler. Hi, I'm Alya Nuru, and I am founder of Alian Co. Welcome to the Women in Power podcast. We come across many powerful women in our daily lives.
0: They are everywhere. You may know one, you may be one. Each week, we invite women in power to join us in celebrating their stories and amplifying their voices.
1: We aim to showcase the power in all women across all walks of life.
0: Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell for updates.
1: If you have any questions or comments, or if anything resonates with you, let us know in the comment section below. Welcome to this episode of Women in Power.
0: Today, our guest is Emma Burdett, founder and CEO of Wild Women in Leadership Deliver. Emma has also spent 15 years in corporate, and we're welcome. uh, We're glad to have her here today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Great, Emma. Um, first, we want to just talk a little bit about you and your journey because sure. you have had quite an interesting journey, maybe, <laughs> the transition from corporate yep. to wild. Absolutely. Take us to the beginning. What? <clears throat> you know, what? How was the corporate world for you? Uh, what were some of the incidents or milestones that happened that led you to go wild?
2: Sure. So thank you so much for the opportunity and um, for being here today. I set Wild up um, in July 2018. I have worked, as you said, in the corporate environment for the majority of my career. I had some very interesting uh, things that happened to me and I think um, it's important to really highlight a couple of those as to why I now founded my business. So I sold real estate software, you know, all my career in central London. I actually managed to get a meeting with a corporate real estate company and I was really excited. Off I went with my BlackBerry and laptop because it was uh, BlackBerry's (laughs) then. And I remember going to this big boardroom in Mayfair and in walked an older gentleman who was really, really flustered and was looking behind me and said, where's the sales guy? Of which I said, there isn't a sales guy it's just me and he seemed to be really agitated and annoyed by that fact so i proceeded with my sales patter saying what benefits the software was and what i know about the real estate market in um, london and he stood up and threw me out of the office for being um, Mm. a silly girl and what do women know about real estate
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah,
2: so this was um, a really damaging thing that had happened to me. I remember standing in Mayfair in the pouring rain, crying my eyes out, thinking, oh, my goodness, I've just been thrown out of a corporate office for being a woman. I'd experienced, obviously, sexism and bias, and no one spoke about gender equality, um, you know, then. And yeah, I I remember feeling um, not good enough and it really had a a severe impact. And it was really from that point, Monica, that I decided I didn't want any other women and in particular young um, women, our future generations to experience, you know, anything like that. Mm. So that really was, um, you know, the day that I, I guess, became a feminist.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to Dubai, right,
2: to start um, I have a few jobs in between. The corporate life has never really suited my personality. I'm not very good with rules and restrictions. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've always been somebody who is quite controversial, who has voice and, um, you know, been quite opinionated. But what's been really amazing is that Now I've been able to channel that Mm. as a force for good. So whereas before it was always getting me into trouble and I was using my job or, um, you know, I think that you have to be very conformist, Mm. do things a certain way. You're not encouraged to have really that freedom of collaboration and, and speaking up. And, you know, that environment definitely wasn't for me. And it's great when you are an entrepreneur because there are no guidelines or restrictions and you have that uh, freedom to be who you want to be and Mm. to choose what you can and can't say or who you want to do business with. So, you know, that's been um, an interesting lesson. But, you know, now I believe that my life's purpose our mission is to use my voice for, um, you know, as an advocate for change and gender equality. Yeah. So it means that that um, controversial part of me, I'm able to now speak up and be a voice for women. Right. So we'll
0: definitely touch on gender diversity yeah. a little later. Um, but tell us more about WILD. What is it and, um, and what do you do through WILD?
2: Yeah, sure. So wild is a platform for existing and future leaders to come together connect collaborate and conquer so you know yes it is a network but it also is to come and be inspired and i did a post about on linkedin today actually you know i was so fed up of going to events in dubai that were contrived and sterile and i really wanted to create something which was about authenticity and a safe and vulnerable space for women to share and be heard. And um, it's an interesting story of how that actually started. But I set something up for um, a company about five years ago as a CSR initiative. Mm. And it actually started as um, four women and a sheet of paper. It grew to uh, 15 and subsequently I ended up losing my job which sent me on a um, journey of self-discovery and really dealing with some, you know, wreckage of my past, fears, all of those doubts. And and I know we'll go on to talk about um, limitation and doubt. And I know that you spoke at my event about changing the narrative. But um, I took myself... (laughs) off to thailand for my very own version of eat pray love wow except there was lots of eating (laughs) lots of praying and absolutely no loving whatsoever (laughs) but um you know i really used the opportunity to rebuild me from the inside out Mm. and i remember being so full of fear i didn't work for six months i've been burning into cash as you would do living in dubai and I remember getting um, a final no from um, a job and I actually had a, a breakdown and I am very open and transparent about my journey because I really believe that we need to be authentic in order to inspire And, you know, I'm very um, honest and open about my journey and where I've been and where I'm at. And I find that that's really what inspires other women and creates the empathy. Mm. So um, I actually had a spiritual epiphany, which you know about, (laughs) but um, I had this spiritual healing from a woman in the UK. And I always say to people, you know, if you believe in this, great. But if you don't, this is this is the story. But uh, she said to me, "Look for the butterfly. It speaks of change and joy." Of which I thought, "What a load of old rubbish!" <laughs> and um, you know, after my final no um, and my breakdown, I picked myself back up and went outside, and there were butterflies everywhere. Oh wow! And, and that is your logo. It most certainly is, yeah. Uh, you know, the butterfly is a huge part of Wild, not only because it pertains to my journey, but also because of what the butterfly represents, which is transformation. Yeah. And, you know, it represents our femininity and strength. And that's what I love most, is that we get to reinvent ourselves as many times or transform as many times as we want. Yeah. Um, And then I went for breakfast and I picked up a random magazine, I think it was a Marie Claire, and it was about gender equality. And, you know, gender equality is something which people are speaking about now. Mm. Five years ago, still not on the radar. And there was just a caption that said, if you have a platform to be able to make a difference, you should use it. So I wrote wild from scratch. I was compelled, divinely guided, whatever you want to call it. And I just wrote at the top of the page, go wild, be wild. There is a book by Clarissa Parks, Run With The Wolves, which mm-hmm. talks about the wild woman. And I based it on my, my values. And, you know, they are authenticity, integrity, voice, and expression mm-hmm. and then the very first wild event in 2018 had 150 women there and it's yeah it's grown and it's been a very interesting journey i think that the entrepreneurial route is definitely not for the faint-hearted mm-hmm. it has its own set of you know challenges and we glamorize entrepreneurship. And actually, it's bloody difficult. And, you know, I haven't got it all figured out. Yes, I'm a coach and I, I work with women close closely, but, you know, I have my off days, you know, too, and that's okay because we're human. But yeah, wild is something that I have poured my heart and soul into. My events embody authenticity and you've been, But, you know, they have a vibe and And it's something that I'm exceptionally proud of because it it really has pushed boundaries. No, and I can attest to that. I mean, your your events, you come
0: out with so much energy. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, no, you're definitely, you found your path. Yes, thank you. And what I find interesting is also my my co-host, here, Alia. Also, her logo
1: is a butterfly. Ah, oh, there you go, synchronicity so, at its best.
0: Transformation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there a, you go. Both keynote speakers, both obsessed with butterflies, and it actually has a lot the same thing, very similar journey where a lot of these things happen. They call it the hero's journey, mm-hmm. right? Where someone goes through something. And you were talking about this event where this man kicked you out. Yeah, and I can't imagine how. Mm. Mortifying that must have felt. How absolutely degrading that must have been. It's horrible. Yeah. no woman or person ever should she, have to yeah. go through something like that. But what what I what I've noticed, what I've seen, is in a lot of these these journeys, when you come out at the end as the hero of your your own story, right? Like you have taken a wild wild has becoming has become your your baby, and it's something that you're so proud of. It's some something that so many women can attest to. Yeah. Right. And um, it's just that it's that butterfly journey when you go into the cocoon. Yeah. It's that metamorphosis. You come out at the end. And I've also had a very similar butterfly journey experience. I won't get too much into it today, but I wanted to take you back, take take it back to that story, that instance that Mm. that happened. Right. And that transformation that you've been through inside, but also the transformation that you've been seeing around you as well. Um, It's been a while, maybe 10 years, maybe since that happened, would you say?
2: Um, The breakdown with Wild was five years ago. Mm. So that was the, you know, that was really the catalyst for... I've had many transformations Mm. throughout my my life and my career, but, you know, I always say that there's beauty in the bottom. Mm. There's beauty in a rock bottom moment. And, you know, I've encountered many of those and it's really you know the wound is the place where the light enters and that's really those openings are an opportunity for that transformation for that growth for the reflection and and the healing so Mm. I'm very very grateful for those awful situations because you know they're divine assignments for our spiritual growth and healing and I think when you can transition from a victim mentality of why me, why does this always happen to me, to what can I learn from this? And it's something that I work closely with my own clients, you know, to reframe this um, mental state to what can I learn, what can I create from this vulnerable space?
1: So you say it's this understanding of life is not happening to me, it's happening for me, by me. me. That's right. right. And also, you said something, you touched on something earlier, saying that it's it's multiple transformations. Yeah. Right? It's not just one transformation and boom, you were yep. this, this dream yeah, person. Going, and this will it's probably a, not
2: be the last journey. journey. It it definitely, you know, life is a journey and there are, you know, highs and, and lows. But I think when you have had those you know, those breakthrough moments, And now, you know, I'm so grateful and fortunate that I'm able to impart my humble learnings with other women. Mm. And, you know, I'm so proud of the work that I do on a one-to-one basis because it's life-changing. And the last few clients that I've worked with have said, you've changed my life. And I get emotional even talking about it because that's where the juice is right you know for women who can be our own worst enemy and who can have so many self-sabotaging beliefs you know to facilitate somebody also having that transformation it's really Mm -hmm. magic
1: yeah i can imagine i also wanted to say that you know the Like I was saying that this inner transformation journey that you've been through, there's also been outer transformation. Uh, So what have you noticed in the world? How much has changed for women, for inclusivity? And what would happen if, what would happen today if, if the same situation, that scenario of being thrown up by a man, how would it be different today?
2: I think the sad reality is I don't think it would be much different. Really? Yeah, I think that, you know, I'm a, I'm an advocate and INSEAD qualified in gender equality. So um, I've been in the space for, for five years and, you know, I feel like we are not progressing at all. You know, and I think there's several factors. I think that women our own worst enemy and hold ourselves back you know mm-hmm. we can't always blame external circumstances clients that come to work with me mainly on women that work in male-dominated mm-hmm. environments you know they're in meetings and they don't speak up mm-hmm. if you don't speak up and you're not visible you're not being heard one the business is not leveraging the diversity of having a woman at the table, but two, you know, uh, I'll give you an example. I had an engineer um, lady come to me, I need your help, I need your support, I'm introverted, technically amazing and obviously very, very smart. And I think there can be a certain, a a few cultures that want to do more um, academic achievements. Mm. I'm going to do an MBA, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I said, well, what are you doing about your personal growth? What are you doing about the wreckage of your past? What are you doing about your confidence and your own belief systems? Because that's where the confidence is. It's an inside job. And she said, you know, I sit in meetings and I'm with guys and I'm intimidated and I don't speak up. And and I said, you have a seat at the table and you are worthy of being there. But I can tell you, if you don't start speaking up, you will lose your seat at the table and you know really what i do is work with women to get visible to be seen heard and understood which is what we all want Mm. and you know i think that women have this i'll just keep my head down and work as hard as possible and take on all these extra tasks and i'll get noticed and be promoted well actually the world doesn't work like that we need to speak up and claim what what is ours and so I think that we have to have accountability and responsibility for ourselves as women Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but I also see that you know change very much sits with men. I see that men are engineers of change and advocates for women, because, you know, look, if we think about it, there is still a patriarchy. Men are still in leadership. So if we want to evoke change, the men are the ones that can make the difference for women. Got to work together. And, you know, it's allyship, and it's not that one's better than the other. You know, it's the fact that we actually complement each other. Mm. And if we create these inclusive environments then we all get to benefit from um, higher corporate returns, high productivity, higher innovation, wow. the war on talent, all of these um, things. But yeah, gender equality is um, uh, obviously a topic and, and something I'm very passionate about and something that I'm very disappointed with. And actually, <laughs> you know, we've got Women's Day coming up and I'm sort of got a love-hate relationship with it because I'm like, this is great, you know, but it's called break biases, and um, let's break the PR stem. Mm. You know, why have we got companies who have a day to set a day to celebrate women on the eighth of March? What about the other three hundred and sixty-four days? Yeah. And then that's all that happens for the rest of the year. And it is a PR stunt, and you know it, it's not conducive and it's not adequate to to just have these women's days. Yeah. So um, yeah, gender equality. It's um, so. What more needs to happen from your lens? A lot needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Look, it's an educative process first and foremost, and I do lots of talks and panels about the topic and. I am so shocked. People still don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. They don't know what the benefits are. They don't know um, how they could even go about creating the change. But, um, you know, it it starts with education. And I have curated a very special event in partnership with Arabian Business, called feminism defined Mm. bringing all to the conversation of gender equality and it's actually an invitation to business heads in dubai come and learn what is this how do we get involved how do we go back to our businesses from day one and start the transformation the change management process And you know the other thing is as well is that I think that men are a bit scared. You know they don't know what they can and can't say anymore. Well, things have changed. I mean, you know, there's a lot that's you know people are called out for
0: so much, right? That's right. Yeah,
2: that's right. But you know, I it is about education, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an article um, about feminism. Because it has such a negative connotation to the word. And I actually had a Zoom call with a a guy this week telling him about the event. And he said, I can't believe you're calling it that men will run a mile. And I thought, you're everything that's wrong (laughs) with this system. (laughs) Because in his mind of bias... He sees that that's a bad word, and I just was, you know, quite quite shocked. It was in a guy in construction, and he said, quite openly, I don't think women can cut it in this industry. So I thought, you can have a a front row seat free of charge (laughs) just to learn, you know. But you know, feminism means equality. It actually means equality and that's why I've called it feminism defined so in terms of what we can do um, you know I think companies need to position themselves from an employer branding standpoint of um, the fact that they are diverse that they do promote women that they do invest in their female talent you know 85 percent of generation Zs and millennials have said that they want to work for a diverse employer so if companies don't take action now they will get left behind and the work the war on talent and the great resignation is fierce yeah so um you know it's an employer branding piece it's about investing and developing female talent there is the mummy track you know women that go off to have children, then can't get back into the workforce. And there's nothing wrong with their abilities or talents. Right. But companies are disregarding them because they've had children. So they are also um, things that that, companies need to look at. They're missing out on that actual pool of talent. Um, but on that, um, just to, yeah, um, sure. But on that though, it's it's it's
0: so much more than just. Um, well, it's a couple of things, right? I mean, with the mommy track, it's having the policies to support those right. when they come back, right? But also the mindset change of the male managers. Who, I mean, to be honest, I've had this after I had kids. You know, it was always like, oh, okay, when your child falls sick, are, are you going to come into work? That's what happens. That's what yeah. that's what they're thinking. But that has to change.
2: So it's a mindset plus policy change. Absolutely. Um, talent management and uh, HR processes are outdated. Yeah. And, you know, biases are ingrained so deeply in people. And actually, it's not okay to say to a woman, who's looking after the kids if you work yeah. And actually, there's um, a tip, which is flip it to test it. Which is, would you say that to a man? And the truth is you wouldn't say that to a man. So you actually know then that that is a bias. But, um, you know, all the time I get people contact me saying, we need to add more women to the business, you know, and actually that's the worst thing that a company can do. We need to understand what is the root cause of um, the... um, why are they not inclusive cultures? Mm-hmm. Why do women fall off after um, you know junior level or, or whatever? Mm-hmm. And that's why you know I set up Wild um, Consult was to really get to grips with um, why companies don't have um, yeah. you know DEI or, or diverse and inclusive environments. Mm-hmm. Then you can start looking at remedification and how do we go about. Um, creating um, inclusive environments. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Why are the women falling off? So there's, there's so much work to do, and you know, um, yeah, the progress is very very slow.
1: So mm. you mentioned earlier about um, you know women going out, getting degrees, getting educated, yeah. but not investing as much in your yeah. personal development or in yourself, right? And I I really feel like it's 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 an all round thing. I feel like if both men and women invested in personal development and getting down to the root and their emotions and their souls and understanding themselves and humanity better a lot of these issues would just fall off the surface of the earth because you're then treating everyone as your equal whether it's a woman whether it's someone who has a different color face whether it's someone who has a, a different um sexuality than you right and a lot of these issues is when that I look at, that I see that comes up with um, feminism, I've also seen move to a lot of racism. Then. And then move into um, people just against particular sexes and sexualities and religions. And what I feel like is... The work that needs to be done is within every single person Mm. needs to go within and start that work on an individual level right yeah look
2: i think that we need a combination of academic accolades and personal growth but i say to women who want to coach or that i have discovery calls with you know, they tell me about what they do and, and what achievements they have. And I said, what about your mindset? Mm. What do you mean? Where's your mindset? What personal growth work do you do? What books do you read? What podcasts are you listening to? What are you fueling you? And, you know, it's it's about being conscious and, and having that awareness. And, you know, I put my clients on literally a fast track to success. Mm. And I get them implementing, you know, habits and rituals. And I know one of your questions is to talk about, um, you know, the the coaching that I do. But you've got to do the work. Yeah. You know, you have to address personal growth. And I had um, a client come up to me at the end of my event in September very, very shy, very nervous. I want to work with you. Um, You know, I've got no confidence. I need your help. I said, yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. And the very first session I was with her and she was just so nervy. And I said, look, it's, you know, it's okay. I'm here to support you and you trusted me to help you. By session three, she walked in to meet me, and she was a completely different person. And she said, you've changed my life. My husband's noticed. My friends have noticed. I'm happy. I feel confident. You've changed my life. And again, I'm getting emotional talking about it, but I said to her, I didn't change your life. I supported you. You took the action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if only we just had women that would... Take ownership and do that. You know, I speak to so many women on a weekly basis and I hear the same story. Mm. You know, lost their sense of identity, the fact that perhaps they came to Dubai with their husband and supported them and they were the, the homemaker and the mother. And then as the kids get older, they say, Who am I? Yeah. What do I have for me? Um, the confidence is, you know, I'm a, a confidence specialist, but. It all starts with the story in our mind and what we're telling ourselves on a daily basis. I've got an incredible client that I'm working with. I was just coaching her this morning. You know, she, she works for a big engineering company. She She's a leader. She's got a team of 30. But she is socially awkward. She um, is very direct, she's from the Netherlands, very direct, very curt, she's different, and mm. um, we went through beliefs, limited beliefs, and the narrative in her head is, I'm weird, I'm lonely, um, you know, I'm, I'm left out, I'm not inspiring, and I said, you know, I'm not a leader, and I said, but you've got a team of 30 who respect you, of course, you're a leader, yeah, Um, And, you know, you are very direct, but you need to almost embrace your authenticity. You know, I've always been different and left out. And it's not, I'm weird. I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. And I said, why don't we change the narrative to... I'm different, I've invested in myself and my own growth and development, and I believe that working with Emma's gonna get me results. Mm. And we went through and we changed, um, you know, the the narrative. Mm. And it's such a powerful exercise, and I love doing it because I see the breakthrough immediately. And it's very emotional Mm. for women to do this because she's never done any personal growth work whatsoever. And she's never even sat down and thought, what is the narrative in my head? And when we broke it down, the words on repeat were really harmful wow. and will hold you back. Yeah. And then when we changed them and we developed some beautiful affirmations for her to use, right. you know, um, I'm seeking solutions, I'm open to creative opportunities for abundance, yeah. I'm worthy, I am enough. And I said, you almost have to brainwash yourself into the positive dialogue. And I mean, I've done so much of this work, I would say now, I'm, you know, more positive than not, but social conditioning, authority figures, what people say to us, um, and I catch myself now very quickly and I change it immediately to gratitude. Um, and this is, you know, the, the rapid confidence technique yep. is pivoting, choose again, choose again. And at any given moment, we have an opportunity to re our thoughts, if you're conscious and you know what to do. Yeah. And I just thought, had this lady not have come to coach with me, she would have gone through her whole life telling herself, I don't fit in, I'm weird, I'm lonely, I'm socially awkward, I'm I don't know how to network. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough, actually. And, you know, she left with a smile on her face and a spring in her step. And I thought, yeah, this is the magic. This is the, the most fulfilling thing that I could ever do is to impart everything that I've learned through my own journey. And I don't give my clients anything that I haven't done that I know
1: firsthand works you're talking about um, women that are different, unique, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of women would resonate with being supposedly weird or different. What would your advice to the different women be? We need to embrace
2: our quirks and our flaws. You know, as I say, I never fitted in. I've been fired more than once. I do not conform. You know, I am different. And the more authentic I have become and the more I've owned that part of me, the more successful I have become, the more successful Wild has become. And this is probably only the last two years that I've really been like, I am secure in me. I'm grounded in who I really am. And you know, I, I totally get that I'm not everyone's cup of tea, that's fine. Yeah. But you know, the right people gravitate to you and your energy, like you, like Teresa, like Lisa, that I've met, you know, over the last year, who are like minded women who want the best for you, who embrace you as you. Like so we need to... Bike, right? That's true, the energy, right? Yeah. So when you shift... Totally. Then that's when these people come Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And and that's something I, I'm proud of and my own personal growth journey is that over the last year, I've met the, the most incredible, inspiring, supportive. You know, I think that women can really not support other women and can really have issues with jealousy and with comparisonitis
0: do you feel that's changing though a little
2: bit <sighs> no <laughs> i don't <laughs> okay. um, i think that not really one of my biggest bookbears is women mm. just throwing up women's networks because it's a trend for mm. self promotion mm. you know yes as a leader as a founder you have to be visible but actually i don't I really don't care about um the self promotion I care about inspiring
0: yeah.
2: that's what I'm here to do is use my voice as a champion for change and to inspire my own coach um you know Joel Brown who um, I still work with I have two coaches because coaches need a coach yeah. you know we need mentorship as well. I spoke to him in detail about this sort of stuff and he so something very, you know, off the cuff and, and something which took me by surprise was that women that are often like that have not had a great relationship with their mother. Oh, interesting. And I thought that is very interesting. So, um, yeah, look, I think that it's a shame. I think that together we're stronger. I think that if we collaborate over competing, And, you know, I did a post or a story today about copying people and stealing their content or trying to mimic people that look successful. It doesn't work because you don't come from the right intention. You know, we all have a unique story and journey and my content is relevant to my experiences, yes. and when people try and take it, and, and it, it just won't work.
1: How do you deal with, you know, when people are taking your stuff, with not giving you credit? Mm-hmm. Your content, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You take it personally, you know, if someone latches on to you and gets to know the ins and outs of your business and and essentially steals formats and ideas, you know, it's um, disappointing actually, but no one is you and that is your superpower. And I have never been worried about someone copying me and And wild. excuse me the reason is is that you're not me and women's networks I don't have the ownership rights on them people can set them up of course but you need to do it with your own vibe yeah. your own branding your own style you know everything I've done with wild is my own inspiration of course be inspired by others of course mm-hmm. let others inspire you if you copy and you are plagiarising stuff, then actually it will fail.
0: It will fail, I think so, because... 100%. It's the not, intention's it's, not right. It's, it's that mismatch, right, of, of energy, right? How can you take what you produce with your energy,
2: make it your own? And yeah, you're right, it would fail. So I'm not... Um, I don't feel threatened. I don't feel, you know, stay in your own lane. I'm in my own lane. I'm not looking at what anyone else is doing. I follow people that are inspiring, like fellow coaches and other entrepreneurs. And I focus on what I'm doing and what service and contribution I can make to the world. And that's how women need to to see it, you know, trying to steal and copy will not get anyone anywhere.
1: So in the topic so, of inspiring, yeah. you mentioned you follow entrepreneurs and follow yeah. people who inspire you. Who are women in power that inspire you?
2: Um, I don't really... Th- I mean, in power is a debatable word, but um, there's, there's a few people whose work I study very closely. One is Gabby Bernstein, who is you know, a New Age spiritual leader. Her work is extremely transformative it's been a huge part in my own um, transformation i think that you go uh, sorry you gravitate towards people whose content you do find inspiring you know there's uh, another amazing coach who's absolutely smashed the coaching space which is nick pigeon i have so much admiration and respect you know and um, I like people like Oprah Winfrey, you know, who, against all odds, is a black woman. She's a billionaire. She calls it out. And she's true to who she is. Um, I'm not into, you know, reality TV or the Kardashians. I've never even watched anything like that. I spend my time invested in people that you learn from. You know, Steve Bartlett, amazing. Wow, what a... What an amazing, inspiring, authentic, challenging the status quo individual. Yeah. So, yeah, that's who I would say um, I would put my um, recommendation on for.
0: So, you touched briefly on kind of the challenges as an entrepreneur, <laughs> you know, other people looking at your content, stealing it. What other challenges have you, you know, come across in your entrepreneurial journey and the lessons that have come out of that?
2: It's not a glamorous position to be in. It's lonely. Mm. It's isolating. You don't have a team. You don't have structures and processes. You don't have anyone to bounce your ideas off sometimes but you. Mm. My friends, um, majority of them work in the corporate world. I met one this morning. I can talk to all day about transformation coaching and a, a deal I'm doing and and she's not placed to give me the advice because mm. she works for a corporate. So I find that very challenging is, you know, not having that cross collaboration with a team, yeah. which is why I have coaches because you need mentorship. But, you know, um, I have other mentors, like Angela Saudi and, and Lisa, women who have been in the speaking, coaching, entrepreneurial space, um, that you know you, you seek the, the support and guidance from because even a coach needs um, that support. So that's that's one thing. Um, I think when you're doing something and you don't have um, the funding, That's a challenge, you know. You have to outsource everything, VA, marketing, graphic design, and they're all separate, which they're not in an office that you talk to. So then there's no cross-collaboration there. And you know, you're everything. You're your marketing, you're your social media, you're the speaker, you're the coach, you're the content writer, and it just doesn't stop. You know, I find myself at six, seven o'clock at night still answering an email or getting back to someone or producing content. And I'm like, enough now. You have to like put your phone on airplane mode because. Yeah. It, you yeah it's your mind. It, it is. Um, and my mind's always going, you know, always, always. I'm creating, I'm visionary what I should be doing, where I'm going to put this event, who hasn't got back to me. So, you know, solopreneurship is not for the faint-hearted, but it's an amazing journey to do something that you're so passionate and, and you want to make a difference in the world and that you don't have a boss (laughs) to tell you how you should do it you know and and for someone who doesn't suit a corporate environment then for me that's the only way to go so so yeah it's an interesting journey uh again not for the faint-hearted but it's obviously very rewarding so how do you balance it all um i spend two hours a day on my personal development Mm -hmm. my um client's laugh they're like what what do you mean i'm like yeah i get up at five from five to seven that time is purely on my gratitude podcast filling yourself up writing content mm. meditation
1: you take time to so you just mentioned meditation yeah. but is that included the time that you take to just completely switch off Two hours every day I will spend
2: on the on my own growth and development minimum. That's minimum. great. I know the importance of it and I know the results that I've had, right? I mean I said to the, you know, my client today, this stuff works. I mean I had a breakdown and I had nothing and I've built something which is growing very, very, very quickly. Mm-hmm
1: so this is a women in power podcast okay and my question to you to end off this discussion is what is your superpower my superpower is
2: working closely with women to transform and to break through fear limitation and doubt and to Mm -hmm. show them that anything is
1: possible beautiful
2: that is fantastic
1: thank you so much
2: thank you so much i'm so grateful thank you for the opportunity thank you
0: Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell
1: for updates. If you have any questions or comments, or if anything resonates with you, let us know in the comment section below.